When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. The Zone. From her mouth to the field's ears, this is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, it does look like we are going to be warmer today, but not as much sunshine. Good morning, everyone. Welcome in. Don't forget, we're catching up with our friend John Heinberg, Market Advisor. Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend yesterday, Dow Jones Industrial Average, had quite a time, but soybeans were up double digits. What was going on there? Today, what's going on as far as weather is concerned? A little warmer temperature-wise, but we've got a good 50% chance of precipitation pretty much across the state of Wisconsin. 50 is our expected high. Tomorrow, winds start to kick up and temperatures start to cool. Daytime highs on Wednesday, 28 degrees. Thursday, a little bit more sunshine and 33. Friday, for the beginning of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation's annual business conference and young farmer event in Wisconsin Dells, mostly cloudy skies and 44 degrees. As a dairy farmer, you depend on your milk receiver pump. McFinn Technologies of Kenosha introduces the impressive Bowpeller pump. It's quieter, there's lower maintenance, as the seals last much longer than your old milk receiver pump. It offers a more powerful cleaning cycle with higher velocities, and it doesn't degrade the quality of your milk. Ask your dealer for the Bowpeller milk receiver pump, patented by McFinn Technologies, an American company committed to providing a better product for the dairy industry. The ag world moves fast, and keeping up to date with what's going on can be tough. Hannah Thompson-Weeman is the president and CEO of Animal Ag Alliance, a group formed to help farmers and processors in the world of animal ag. She's going to catch us up on what's going on with some key court cases and what we need to keep in mind when it comes to anti-animal ag activists. From the southern end of the longest barn in Madison, this is Carrie Mess. Hannah, let's start with an overview of some of the most pressing issues Wisconsin farmers need to know about right now. Unfortunately, just like usual, there is no shortage of issues facing the animal agriculture community, whether it's legislation or whether it's um, pressure on our restaurant retail customers or on-farm in-plant activism. One of the big things that the Alliance is keeping an eye on right now is one of the most extreme animal rights organizations, Direct Action Everywhere. They're based in Berkeley, California, but they have supporters across the country and they have traveled to different states to conduct various activist stunts from break-ins, theft of animals, large-scale protests, supply chain disruptions, targeting every sector of animal agriculture, including dairy. Uh, But one recent example, they actually finally did almost face some consequences for some of their actions where there are legal cases in a few different states for uh, stunts that this group has conducted over the years. So about a year ago, the first of those trials happened in North Carolina. And in that incident, one of the direct action everywhere leaders had stolen a goat back in 2018. And in that trial late last year, he was guilty for breaking and entering and theft for taking that goat. This month, we've seen another trial held in Utah dealing with two activists that went into a Smithfield facility and took piglets. In this case, unfortunately, after about a week-long trial and the jury deliberating for about eight hours, 
they were found not guilty of the charges, which were um, breaking into a facility and stealing those pigs. They were found not guilty. That unfortunately has led to a lot of celebration in the activist community. They believe that it is leading to support for what they call open rescue. But of course, we would consider that to be trespassing theft. And there's a lot of very good reasons why we don't want anyone coming into our facilities without following biosecurity protocols or knowing proper uh, ways to be around animals to avoid hurting the livestock or even hurting themselves. So we believe that that court case verdict is going to lead to an uptick in activism. So we're really urging farmers, ranchers, plant owners, and operators to be very aware of potential increases in break-ins, theft of animals because of the outcome of that trial. So activists are getting bolder and trying new tactics. Farmers need to be aware, but what should they be watching for? You should constantly have farm security top of mind at all times, really, but especially at these moments when we're saying there's potential concern, um, especially when your sector of animal protein might be getting more attention, we should always be vigilant about farm security. And first, the most important thing you can do is be beyond reproach. So before you even think about the security aspect, just make sure that your commitment to animal care, being a good neighbor, being a responsible steward of the environment is really ingrained in the culture of your farm. So that comes down to training you provide your employees, communication you do with your neighbors, just making sure that you are doing the right thing every single time, no matter who is watching. We've seen in the past that you can be doing everything right and still be targeted. So you do need to keep security top of mind. One of the most important things is just awareness that some of these incidents have happened, that someone has gone onto a dairy farm and stolen a calf before, that people have gone onto farms and uh, conducted quite a bit of filming and then release the filming months later. So it's not always people getting hired. You might hear a lot about those quote-unquote undercover videos, but a lot of recent activism, it doesn't even involve someone getting hired. It's just trespassing onto the property. It's even trying to build relationships with employees to get access, using things like drones, parking on public property. So being aware of some of these things and keeping your eye out for anything suspicious. Somebody parking and seems to be watching your operations, those drones flying over, suspicious visitors that you're not sure about, being mindful of that and always trusting your gut to ask more questions to verify. Going back to court cases, can you share an overview on where we are with Prop 12 going to the Supreme Court last month and any other cases that we should know about? The Supreme Court case regarding Prop 12 is definitely something that the Alliance is watching. As a nonprofit, we don't lobby, but we absolutely recognize the potential and federal legislation to impact the future of animal agriculture. And the Prop 12 case is probably the biggest headline right now because the result of that case um, will really have lasting ramifications for uh, able to produce food as tactics that activist groups have used. Obviously, getting state-level legislation passed regarding housing and other production methods has been a major tactic of those groups. And this Supreme Court case is really the first time that's being tested because Prop 12 in California and the similar legislation in Massachusetts apply to not only producers in those states, but producers across the country, which is exactly what the activist groups were trying to accomplish. So we're staying tuned to those. Obviously, pork is one of the biggest question marks in Prop 12, but it is certainly not a pork issue. Uh, the decision they make, is, which we anticipate to come in early 2023, 
will have lasting effects. And we think that we're going to continue to see state-level ballot initiative campaigns from activist groups. Typically, the beginning of the year is a very busy time legislatively, so we'll be staying tuned to see what those are. A few examples of previous years, things that we've seen. You might have seen uh, state-level ballot initiatives that popped up in the last few years in Colorado and Oregon that looked at production methods, tried to reclassify certain things like AI as sexual assault of an animal. Uh, the Colorado bill would have um, defined a lifespan, a natural lifespan for certain livestock species and said they had to live one quarter of that lifespan. Oregon is even worse. Uh, it says the animals have to die of natural causes before they can be processed. And if you kill an animal in order to process them for food, that is animal cruelty. So both of those that came up previously ended up not going on the ballot for various procedural reasons. But the Oregon one has been reintroduced for the next ballot cycle, and we believe we're going to see similar legislation. Also, in recent years, we've seen state-level legislation regarding farm size, so what activists would call, quote-unquote, anti-factory farm bills, uh, but bills that would limit expansion or new farms simply based on the size of those operations. That's also been a trend. Uh, and then also some other issues like antibiotic use have played out in the legislative field with laws being passed about reporting or further use restrictions that go above the federal guidelines. Uh, so certainly we think early 2023 is going to be a busy time legislatively, and we're going to see especially state-level initiatives being introduced by some of these activist organizations. Another tactic activists are using is going straight to the restaurants and retail brands and making demands. How are they framing that? We talked about legislation being a tactic of these groups, but they've realized that if they can get a major restaurant or retail brand to adopt a certain policy under the guise of animal welfare, when really it's about driving up costs, reducing efficiency, that's going to have a bigger, faster impact on the supply chain than trying to get legislation passed in all 50 states. So this is something we all need to be aware of, the immense pressure that our customers are under, their video campaigns, online petitions, social media, all of those efforts really target those restaurant retail food service brands almost just as much, if not more, than the individual farms. And that is something that um, was a little bit quieter during the pandemic. Obviously, a lot of restaurant and retail brands were dealing with other supply chain challenges, so weren't um, feeling the need to engage as much with the uh, adversarial voices out there, but those voices are back loud and clear, pressuring brands to adopt certain policies on both animal welfare and sustainability, pushing for them to reduce their offerings of meat, dairy, poultry, and eggs to their consumers, again, under the guise that that's going to improve their sustainability metrics. So that's something we all need to be aware of, that we're all in this together in the animal protein community, and that it is not just farmers and ranchers dealing with these tactics. It's our restaurant retail partners as well. So we need to make sure we're supporting them and providing them with accurate information. That was Hannah Thompson-Weeman from the Animal Ag Alliance. If you want to learn more about the Animal Ag Alliance, check out their website, animalagalliance.org. From the southern end of the longest barn in Madison, this is Carrie Mess. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Some people say that at Wiffle's Hybrids, we march to the beat of our own drum. But we don't mind that one bit. Because if staying independent and U.S. farm family owned and focusing on corn and corn alone makes us different than other seed corn companies, well, we just don't know any other way to march. 
So make your choice and plant your independence. Plant with us. Who was your hero when you were a kid? Neil Armstrong or Louis Armstrong? Roberto Clemente or Walter Cronkite? Rosa Parks or Sally Ride? You're the right age to do something you can be remembered for. Register to become an organ and tissue donor. Even if you're in your 50s, 60s, 70s, or beyond, any age is the right age to donate the gift of life. Learn how at organdonor.gov or call 1-866-99-DONATE. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. You're no stranger to hard work and eating right, but your abs are more like flabs. Carbon World Health offers Emsculpt, an FDA-approved treatment for men who want to transform their physique. One session is equivalent to 20,000 crunches without the painful recovery. Melt fat, build and tone muscle, then start getting the results you're looking for. Emsculpt at Carbon World Health. Learn more at CarbonWorldHealth.com. In the field, the right partner can make all the difference. One that's dependable, straightforward, and is there when you need them. That's LG Seeds. From our hybrids and soybean varieties to our service and support, reliability is in everything we do. Start this season right with LG Seeds. Talk to your local dealer or visit lgseeds.com for more information. You bet she thinks your tractor's sexy. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Ah, here we go. On a Tuesday morning, it looks very nice as far as temperatures are concerned, but I'm thinking that you rainfall reporters might have another opportunity to interact before the end of the month. Let's find out about it. Stu Mucker, Ag Meteorologist, joining us live this morning. So are we thinking today measurable rain, Stu, or how are we going to send November out the door? It develops here later today and lasts into the nighttime. And a couple of tenths of an inch here and there. I mean, let's look at western and northwest Wisconsin especially, though. Uh, You see that there are winter weather advisories already issued, and that includes Trempolo, Buffalo County, up to Eau Claire, further north Chippewa, Russ County. There are winter storm warnings from Rice Lake, Barron County, that area, back to the Twin Cities. Those folks could see several inches of kind of wet, sloppy snow, uh, that northwest edge of Wisconsin, uh, Buffalo, Trempolo County. Uh, they're talking maybe an inch or two lacrosse may just have enough to measure. Rain further east is certainly going to be something a tenth of an inch or two. So not a whole lot of amount to report but a little varying kind, especially when you look off toward northwestern Wisconsin. A cool front's made its way into northwestern Wisconsin already this morning. Lines up down into southeast Minnesota, all the way to southwest Iowa. And the radar indicates a little rain down around uh, Ames, Iowa, central part of the state, up to Waterloo. And then there's some very light snow from northwest Wisconsin back toward the Twin Cities, all the way back to southeast South Dakota and Nebraska. As that front tries to move east, as a low-pressure wave kind of strengthens and moves northeast along it, that's why it's more likely to mean more snow further, just further to our west and northwest. Northern Wisconsin and up into the western UP of Michigan could see several inches of snow by by the time we get to this time tomorrow. So there is precipitation, maybe not as much here in the southern half of the state, but the bigger factor then also is that we expect our temperatures to begin cooling, getting back there toward normal tonight and then staying cooler than normal for Wednesday. And for the day Thursday, struggling to get closer to normal 
it does dry out. A little better chance we see a little sunshine even later Wednesday and on toward Thursday. The temps will moderate back to well above normal Friday. Another weak front. I don't expect it means much for precipitation, but it will reinforce a little cool air as we start toward the weekend. So we miss out on a lot of the warnings and advisories, a lot of that activity like the winter weather advisory at Eau Claire and then the winter storm warning in the far northwest part of the state. But generally, we're talking about a mix of precipitation rain that could mix with some snowflakes, even in eastern Wisconsin late tonight, really early tomorrow. That's about the extent of it. So just a little moisture, but a reinforcing push of cold air. So November starts cooling as it ends up, and December comes in a, on a bit of a cool note, too. And then it will, of course, slowly start to turn into more December weather. Looking down the road a little bit more into December, well, let's not watch the first five or six days. I expect those temperatures overall struggle to hold right on about normal, and that would be in the upper 30s for daytime highs. I don't see that big storm taking aim on us yet, so we don't add a whole lot of moisture or snow cover, if you will, for any kind of work we're doing outdoors. I'll have forecast details right after this. My name is Cameron Olson, owner of Olson Solar Energy. It seems like it never fails. I get a customer turned online and their solar is producing. And sure enough, that next month I get a text or an email from that customer or they call into the office even or even come in. They want to show us their bill and say, look, zero dollars. It's always super exciting to be able to be part of that and have that joy and excitement with a customer. Go to OlsonSolarEnergy.com and start saving. Go green, save green with Olson Solar Energy. As a dairy farmer, you depend on your milk receiver pump. McFinn Technologies of Kenosha introduces the impressive Bowpeller pump. It's quieter, there's lower maintenance, as the seals last much longer than your old milk receiver pump. It offers a more powerful cleaning cycle with higher velocities, and it doesn't degrade the quality of your milk. Ask your dealer for the Bowpeller milk receiver pump, patented by McFinn Technologies, an American company committed to providing a better product for the dairy industry. Wow, that uh, forecast for western Wisconsin's a bit of a surprise for me. What should we expect for most of our listening area today, Stu? Well, I'd say we're in for more clouds. They'll build in in the east a little later on, but all of us start to see some clouds and a rain chance. It starts even midday this morning at La Crosse and into Boston. Generally, just some light rain during the day today, that is. Temps in the very upper 40s and low 50s. Warmest in southern Wisconsin. Southeast winds 5 to 15, August around 30. Now, more likely overnight that we see some showers and cloudy skies. That mixes with or changes to snow at La Crosse, Boston, and maybe even over toward Oshkosh and Fond du Lac. Quite late tonight could be some snowflakes. Temps fall to the very low 20s. It does stay quite windy. South winds early on, 15 to 25, become northwest as we make our way through the night and then even gust up to around 30. Could be a little snow flurry activity, Fond du Lac or Oshkosh early Wednesday. Otherwise, skies will become partly sunny at windy, colder upper 20s with the west winds 15 to 25, even some gusts near 35 on Wednesday. That really adds to the chill. By Thursday, sunny skies, mid-30s, with the west winds 5 to 15, becoming a bit variable later on. Rainfall-wise, Pam, a tenth of an inch or two, and La Crosse and Mauston could see a half, maybe an inch of wet, sloppy snow out of it. Everybody else, very light amounts if it develops. Now, you were teasing about uh, what December's going to look like. Uh, I can kind of get us through the weekend as far as this forecast, but when do you see any major storms or anything like that brewing deeper in December? 
at this point, there's no sign of anything, you know, like the, the killer is going to come on, on mm-hmm. the 10th or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But we'll, we'll watch them develop. It's December, after all. Like, cold air starts to settle in, and we see the change. Yeah, I hear you. Speaking of hearing you, what do you got? Your boy, the hound, what do you what do you call him, knucklehead? <laughs> Whatever he goes by that day. His real name is Memphis. Oh, okay. I could hear I could hear him shaking his head like he was either waiting to be let out or just waking himself up. So glad he He just got back in and was enjoying breakfast. Come on. I know yes, I got two of them just like him at home that are waiting for the very same. All right, buddy, we'll catch up with you tomorrow. Thanks. All right, see you then. Stumacher, Ag Meteorologist, along with his sidekick, Memphis, otherwise known as Knucklehead. (laughs) Everybody got one of those partners in the morning, don't they? Uh, That is a check-in on your ag weather forecast. If you do get rainfall, remember, talk or text 877-301-FARM. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. In the field, it's good to have a friend you can count on. One that's hardworking, trustworthy, and always shows up. Just like LG Seeds. Our corn hybrids and soybean varieties deliver consistent performance across all your acres, giving you reliable yield you can expect. Start this season right with LG Seeds. Talk to your local dealer or visit lgseeds.com for more information. We're going where I've never gone before, Agricultural Wonders of Iceland. I'm Pam Yankee, inviting you to join us on our next agriculture adventure, March 11th through the 17th. Discover Iceland's best-known national treasures and indulge in its agricultural delights. We'll tour the Golden Circle Pack Geothermal Wonders and Majestic Waterfalls. We'll make a stop at the world-famous Blue Lagoon for a relaxing day at this natural spa. Part of our agricultural highlights include a stop at a historic sheep farm to enjoy a scrumptious lunch from ingredients produced right there on the farm in the surrounding areas. And of course, at night, we'll search the night sky for the breathtaking Aurora Borealis. Visit HolidayVacations.com, keyword PAM, to learn more about this tour and watch a travel show. Or call 888-557-1020 for a free brochure. That's 888 888- 557-1020 for that brochure. Because of you, someone gets to stay home in familiar surroundings. Because of you, there will always be a friendly smile. Because you are the bright star in someone's life. Bright Star Home Care is looking for caregivers and nurses. Bright Star believes working one-on-one with clients in their homes means better care. It's the reason you got into healthcare in the first place. Be the bright star in someone's life. Work with Bright Star. Apply today at brightstarjobs.com. Nobody knows windows like Wanakee Remodeling. Voted the best window company in Madison 10 years straight, our Renewal by Anderson windows are the most weather-tight, highest quality, and most durable on the market. Make sure you eliminate your old window and door problems. Go with the most trusted name in windows, Renewal by Anderson, from Wanakee Remodeling. Create the floors you love this season with DIY and budget-friendly flooring from Wiseway. With Wiseway Flooring's direction, you'll only need to be moderately handy to accomplish brand new floors. 
I'm Mike Yenser at Wiseway Flooring, inviting you to visit our showroom in Watertown, Lake Mills, and Economwalk. See how our do-it-yourself products might be the right thing for you. Commercial or residential, the wise have it. Log on to INeedFlooringNow.com. Rural Mutual is the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin for a good reason. As a company founded by farmers, they understand the ag industry and its challenges. Local agents offer farm families the best advice and personalized coverage. Visit RuralMutual.com to find an agent near you. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. You would never overpay for something if you knew you could get the product for much less elsewhere. Much like you wouldn't pay $6 a gallon for gas if the pump down the street was charging the fair market price of $4, would you? So why pay more than MSRP on your next Chevy truck? Bergstrom Chevrolet is a local, family-owned company that values your dollar as much as you do, so you never pay above manufacturer's suggested retail price. And Bergstrom has the inventory to fill your fleet or fix you up with a truck that's going to pull your toys. So go ahead, shop around, and compare that final cost. If the guys down the street are blowing smoke up your tailpipe, jacking up the price on their Chevy trucks stop by Bergstrom Chevrolet where you never get charged over MSRP when it comes to jewelry appraisals get to know your Denny's jeweler a number of different reasons a person will do appraisals. We just say bring in everything. It's so fun because it's like when somebody brings that stuff in and they're all excited, then they start thinking about it and where it came from, which is priceless. I'm Pete Denny. Come meet the entire Denny's family at Denny's Jewelers. Zach, let's say in some weird alternate universe Wisconsin ends up winning that game they beat Minnesota there's not you know them going the opposite way of the end zone they actually put it in the end zone and they win is Luke Fickle still hired as the head coach or is Jimmy Leonard yes I think he is I think Luke Fickle's still the coach today really it would have been a lot more it would have been a lot more difficult I think um for Chris McIntosh to make that call because then you're what five and two down the stretch instead of four and three and you beat your rival, and you're you got the axe back and all that. But it's a, I mean, now that we know, and now that we've been able to kind of see where Chris McIntosh has, has been going um, the last couple of weeks, or the last you know, and just what he's been able to keep under wraps for this for this uh, long period of time, um, it felt like Luke Fickle was number one. And if he said no, it was going to be Jim Leonard. And that was kind of what everyone was expecting because no one expected Luke Fickle to leave Cincinnati for Wisconsin. Yeah, when did Luke Fickle, was, I mean, sorry to interrupt. Luke Fickle, did this just literally come out of nowhere? Like, did, did you hear any, you know, ear to the street, any mutterings about this? No. Um, again, I, Luke Fickle has had an opportunity to leave multiple times. It's kind of similar to, to Jim Leonard on a, on a much bigger scale. I mean, he could have been at Notre Dame, could have been at potentially at USC could have been um, a couple different places. Now, if this timing had played out like it did last year, I think he probably is at Notre Dame um, just because uh, the, but he didn't want to leave because they had been in the playoffs. So no, I, I had not. Um, 
now that we are getting reporting that there there was uh, concern by the Cincinnati administration that both Wisconsin and Nebraska was poking around, and they were under, they understood that that was happening. So at least some people knew. But when it comes to to Luke Fickle, I, I think it was if they didn't know when he was going to say yes, and I think he finally said yes on uh, on Saturday. And when that happens, you go with your your top choice, and Luke Fickle was his top choice, and Jim Leonard was not. Uh, Zach Halpern, our sports director, joining us right now. Was Jim Leonard done dirty, Zach, as you know, some people suggest, as some players on the team suggest? I think he was led down a road, and that road, he wasn't really sure what was in front of him the entirety of that time. And it was, un, it was yeah, it was a dark road. You didn't know what was going to be at the end of it. You expected that you were going to have a, a very good shot to be the head coach. And when you get down that road, and finally, something's coming into sight, and it looks like it's Chris McIntosh welcoming you as the new head coach. <laughs> Instead, it's him with his arm around Luke Fickle and smiling at you and saying, nope, sorry, this is our guy. Wow. So I think he did. I think he got kind of slapped in the face a little bit. But Chris McIntosh is doing what he thinks is best for Wisconsin, and this is a great hire. I mean, it is. There's no doubt about it. Right? I yeah. mean, it's a, it is a great hire. It's, the, it's probably the biggest splash hire in the, in the coaching carousel so far, and I don't know if it's going to be top. So it's a great hire. But that and that can be true, but you can also say Jim Leonard kind of got slapped in the face. Yeah. So though that being said, what do you think the odds are that Jim Leonard stays on staff at Wisconsin? I saw Adam Rittenberg from ESPN say that McIntosh would leave that up to Fickle and, and Leonard. What would I, mean, I if I was in I, his shoes, I would be pissed. I would tell him the F off. Yeah, same. Uh, I'd be like, no, not I, happening, dude. If I were him. I want to do the Brett Favre yeah. approach, not for the state of Mississippi or welfare or anything. I would be like, try to go to my rival and try to get back at you. That, but I, I would, I mean, yeah. Me, I per, me personally. I saw a lot of scuttlebutt online where Nebraska was all over wanting Jim Leonard to come BDC there. Well, that'd be a great hire for him. I, I don't know what Jim's going to do. I, I think he, he loves being in Wisconsin. He loves Madison. But I think this is obviously going to sour him. I think, again, what has happened over the last month and a half has led me to believe or led me to have this feeling that anything, absolutely anything is possible. So I'm not going to say no, no to, uh, right? I'm not going to say no to it happening. You'd have to imagine they have to throw a ton of money at him. And I think with this Luke Fickle hire and the money that they're going to be giving him kind of shows that maybe they're willing to do that now. Um, The money that's going to be coming in, through the Big Ten and, and the new TV deal is going to give Wisconsin an opportunity to throw money at people, and, and maybe this is a situation where you try and do it. But I, that'd, be, that'd be swallowing your pride if you were Jim Leonard um, a lot. But I, Wisconsin's bur- burned some bridges, I think, with him. And, you know, when Luke Fickle leaves, whenever that may be, uh, I don't know if anybody here – I don't know about you guys, but I'm not sure he's going to be here for the rest of his career – An industry that feeds the world is definitely an industry worth talking about. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, it looks like our weather forecast today is giving some of you rainfall reporters another chance to get involved in our rain gauge, our weather station drawing for the month of November. Today, a good 50% chance of showers in the area. 50 are expected high. Tomorrow, windy and 28. Thursday, partly sunny and 33. 
Friday, partly sunny and 44 degrees. Yeah, don't forget, we've got one more of our Rural Mutual weather stations that we'll be giving away at the end of November. We just pick them randomly from people that have used our talk text line to report their rainfall. And remember that number, 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. You just call me or text me and give me your rainfall totals. Let me know where you're at. That's kind of important. And then, like I said, at the end of November, we'll draw our last Rural Mutual weather station and get that in the mail to some lucky rainfall reporter. Again, the talk text line, 877-301-FARM, 877-301-3276. So today is the 29th day of November. On this day back in 1848, Milwaukee opened its very first opera house. They performed As You Like It, and they had over 1,000 patrons that attended the inaugural performance. The first opera house opened in Milwaukee on this day back in 1848. On this day in 1972, Atari released Pong. It was considered the very first arcade game that hit the marketplace. It was one or two-player video game, kind of similar to tennis. Uh, the goal was to use a paddle to hit a ball. About 35,000 Pong consoles were sold around the world. And that was the beginning of what we know as video games today, back on this day, 1972. On this day in 1929, the very first flight over the South Pole. American explorer Richard Byrd became the first person to fly over the South Pole. Flight took just over 18 hours. Three years later, he flew over the North Pole, though there's a little debate on exactly uh, how he accomplished that feat. On this day in 1777, the city of San Jose, California was founded. It was really the first city to be settled in California. Originally, it was called San Jose de Guadalupe before the Spanish settled in the city. The area was inhabited by the Oholi people. San Jose was the first capital of the state of California, which was established in 1850. But San Jose, the first city to be established on this day, Back in 19, or make that 1777, and now you know. Time again to catch up with our friends from the Steffes Group. That's S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com. I'll tell you what, you are going to want to get in on all the auctions that they've got coming up, going on right now. I'm just laughing because uh, Ashley said they've got a new uh, listing that is on the steffesgroup.com website from uh, northeast Wisconsin in the Brilliant area. And I'll tell you what takes me a minute to page through your website, uh, Ashley. Uh, holidays or not, you guys just kind of keep plowing forward, don't you? Yeah, I know. Even though it's Thanksgiving last week and, and we're still pushing, 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 putting all these auctions on because it's a good market. People want to sell before the end of the year and the prices are good. And just like you said, December 28th, we're going to be in Brilliant, Wisconsin. Yeah. Now, uh, tell us a little bit more about that one. That is going to be uh, what did you say? They're backing off on inventory. Is that it? Yeah. So we do a lot of these little inventory reduction sales. So, you know, if a guy has 10 to 30 pieces, you know, we, we always talk about that farmer to farmer trading and farmers want to buy from farmers. They'd rather do that than go to the dealership when it comes to used equipment. So these guys will, will have a, a small inventory reduction auction with us. And I'll tell you, these guys got some really clean equipment, a 2021 uh, 8RX tractor. Uh, I 
there's maybe only a handful that have ever been sold by auction because they just came out. Uh, 8370R front wheel assist, uh, a couple other front wheel assists. All these things are loaded up, low, low hours in the shed. It's the kind of stuff everyone wants to buy. Boy, I see that now. Yeah, I'm, I'm just looking at it. And it's not a surprise to me that there's an Oshkosh military truck on that list, too, since uh, the, the manufacturer of those Oshkosh military trucks just down the road in Oshkosh. So a lot of good things going on here now. Again, how do how do people kind of keep a pulse on what's going on with these online events, Ashley? You know, we're talking to people all the time, of course, our website, our social media, that's how people are getting to our website, Google search, whatever it is. And then there's some people, they, they've got it bookmarked. I mean, you just go to Stepus every day and you scroll through and look at the auctions. You can do a keyword search. Uh, if you're interested in prices, of course, you can look at the archived auctions or you can download the app and just type in a model and get three years of history. So everybody's kind of plugged in. I just came from a corn growers meeting this morning and I had one of the nicest compliments and that was, man, I'm on the auction websites, but yours has got to be by far the easiest to use. Oh, excellent. Yeah, and like I said, I agree with them there. All you have to do, folks, is go to the stephesgroup.com website, S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com. Now, if you want to look, maybe it's uh, you're looking for equipment, or maybe you're looking for land or real estate. Maybe you're looking for something specific. Their search mechanism on that website allows you to narrow in on exactly what you're looking for. And like I said, I knew that this auction starts on uh, basically December 20th for the preview and then kind of concludes towards the end of the month into January. All those dates, all those kinds of things help you to search through stephusgroup.com. And like you said, he's at the Dvorak Farm and Industry Equipment Auction. This is a timed opportunity for you. It opens again Monday, December 19th at 8 a.m. And like you said, uh, right now there may be, is we're not, we don't have as many pictures as uh, will be coming, but you update that stuff so people can just keep hitting refresh, huh? Yeah, as soon as the auction coordinators are out there and they bring back the pictures and all that, uh, it, it's added to daily, put it that way. Hey, Ashley, I, like you said, last week being a holiday week, you probably didn't uh, talk uh, to the whole staff at once. What is the sense? What's the tempo been like as far as the online sales, the in-person sales, the consignment sales? Give people a little sense on tempo going into the end of the calendar year. Yeah, sure. So December, there's going to be uh, a, a lot of pretty large farm retirement live events, uh, just because that's what the guys plan to early in the year. So that's going to be fun. Obviously, there's going to be more timed online only events, but there's going to be some fun live auctions to go to this December. And our auction, it, it, the uh, number of auctions is heating up. This week alone, there's I think there's 20-some auctions just this week, and that's going to continue right through Christmas. Now, the other thing that you will also want to tap into at stephusgroup.com, a little bit of advice. They have a little presentation on what you can think about if you're looking at a retirement auction. And like I just asked uh, Ashley, there's also a winter market update. So a lot of different information all in one place at stephesgroup.com, S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com. If you prefer to talk to somebody, remember the Stephus Group has uh, people in Wisconsin. You can call them 800 726 8609, 800-726-8609, or as we said, uh, start following that Dvorak Farm 
equipment auction coming up starting on Monday, December 19th through the end of the calendar year at steffersgroup.com. Ashley Hewitt along with us from the Steffers Group. My name is Cameron Olson, owner of Olson Solar Energy. It seems like it never fails. I get a customer turned online and their solar is producing. And sure enough, that next month I get a text or an email from that customer or they call into the office even or even come in. They want to show us their bill and say, look, zero dollars. It's always super exciting to be able to be part of that and have that joy and excitement with the customer. Go to OlsonSolarEnergy.com and start saving. Go green, save green with Olson Solar Energy. Just a quick look at markets before we catch up with John Heinberg, our market advisor from Total Farm Marketing. He's joining us live in just a moment. So in Chicago yesterday, barrel cheese remained unchanged, 181 and three quarters. 40-pound block cheese on Monday down two and a half at 212 and a half, while double-A butter dropped a penny and three quarters to 293 a pound. This morning in Chicago, class three December milk down 14 cents, currently at 2003. January milk's down four. 1998 100 weight. December corns currently down a penny, 667. January beans right now are up three at 1460. December wheat up three and a half at 760 a bushel. Again, don't forget uh, today is the Dairy Insights Conference hosted by professional dairy producers of Wisconsin. Get started at about nine o'clock this morning. Goes until about 345 this afternoon. Uh, Stephanie Hoff and Charity Seebecker are both going to be there covering the action. Again, it's at the Sheraton Hotel off John Nolan Drive. PDPW.org has the day's rundown if you're looking at the agenda. And they do accept walk-ups, just in case you're curious. And tomorrow is our big day when we welcome everybody here to the radio studios for our free travel show about our agriculture adventure to Iceland coming up in March. We have meetings scheduled here tomorrow at uh, 10 a.m., 1 p.m., and 5.30 p.m. The address, 730 Rayovac, like the battery, drive. 730 Rayovac Drive on the west side of Madison for our free travel shows, 10 a.m., 1 p.m., 5.30 p.m. at our broadcast headquarters. If you need more details or directions or anything like that, you can send me a message, either call or text 877-301-FARM, 877 877- Three zero one three two seven six. Our Iceland farm tour departs March eleventh, returns March seventeenth. Up next, he returns. Our friend John Heinberg from Total Farm Marketing. Up next, this is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. million people in the United States have epilepsy and more than 400,000 of those are children. 150,000 new cases are diagnosed in the U.S. every year. And of those with epilepsy, one in three cannot find relief through medicine or surgery. Joey's Song brings Rock and Roll Hall of Famers, Grammy Award winners, and Top 40 Hitmakers to Madison for a -a one-of-a-kind event each year to help raise the funds needed to help move forward the critical research into finding cures and treatments. Members of those bands and more will join us for the 2023 Benefit Concert on January 7th at the Sylvie. Go to joeysong.org to learn more and for a link to buy your tickets, joeysong.org. 
In the field, the right partner can make all the difference. One that's dependable, straightforward, and is there when you need them. That's LG Seeds. From our hybrids and soybean varieties to our service and support, reliability is in everything we do. Start this season right with LG Seeds. Talk to your local dealer or visit lgseeds.com for more information. Because of you, someone gets to go home instead of working a double. Because of you, call lights will be answered a little bit faster. Because you are the Bright Star in that facility. Bright Star Medical Staffing is looking for caregivers and nurses. Bright Star believes providing the highest quality temporary staff means better care. It's the reason you got into healthcare in the first place. Be the Bright Star in someone's life. Work with Bright Star. Apply today at brightstarjobs.com. From her mouth to the field's ears, this is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Yes, indeed. And as promised, our man, John Heinberg, market advisor with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend, joining us live on this uh, Tuesday morning. And I want to start off uh, not necessarily specifically on agriculture, John, but anytime we're talking about China, it can have an impact on agriculture. This domestic uprising that's been going on in China, surprising a lot of people that they're allowing it to happen. It's all about citizens basically rebelling against uh, the government and their zero percent tolerance on COVID. Uh, Markets got to be paying attention to that stuff too, aren't they? Uh, Very much so. You know, when we see type of unrest or just concerns regarding what could be happening in China, the media chatter of demand concerns come into play. And, and, you know, obviously we'll see if anything happens out of that situation. Again, they're very isolated in a country with, you know, billion people in it. So again, what's the scale of things, but, and what may actually change, but you know, with that, that sent the crude oil market down hard on the overnights and really pressured the grain markets on Sunday night's trade. And, you know, we kind of had to recover out of that hole yesterday, just because again, that tied to the demand and what could possibly be going on there that could, you know, cause those demands to, to be tightened up a little bit in that regard. That also just did come into the equity markets yesterday as we saw some pretty strong profit taking on the equity market. Uh, during the course of the session yesterday. Now we've seen things stabilize a little bit as the, the world kind of steps in. You know, that crude oil market did another, put another low in yesterday, but then reversed out of there very quickly. OPEC Plus stepped forward yesterday and said that they're going to be looking at production cuts at their next meeting. You know, we got to wonder too, what's the U.S. government doing? They made a statement a couple months back that they'd be buying crude oil at $75 a barrel and lower, and we hit that point yesterday and the market turned back around. So maybe they're starting to see some buying there. And that just kind of helped us out the whole day yesterday, at least definitely in the grain markets. I did watch soybeans yesterday. They seem to be just moving forward on a tear. What was the story with beans? Well, we've got some competition set up on the domestic front versus the exporters. We got export inspections yesterday, 2 million metric tons, a good strong number again, proving that we're getting these beans out, uh, which is encouraging to the market. But at the same time, crush margins continue to be strong. So we got domestic crushers looking for beans, competing against those exporters for this tight bean supply. Throw in there the the talk of the Argentina weather. Also, the fact that they're going to go ahead and do that farmer peso deal again. In other words, they can sell their beans at a better 
exchange rate, which may take more beans out of the soybean meal market versus uh, what they would normally have. With Argentina being the world's largest supplier of soybean meal, we saw the soybean meal market move yesterday, and that just kind of helped fuel beans, throw in that Kurut oil turn during the end of the day, and then bean oil took off, again, only making those crush margins better. So that really set beans up for a pretty good chance of possibly breaking through the top side here. Today might be a pretty key day for prices. Yeah, I was kind of watching the, the I'll call it new crop or current price for a lot of our elevators, and they're still very robust. But what about corn? We had talked previously about the lack of world demand for corn. Is that still uh, looming over the market? Very much so. We're you know we're extent expensive compared to the rest of the world. We're still trying to get the domestic market figured out. Export inspections and sales have been just lackluster on the corn side. It's not the window we need to see that, but you know we got we're undercutting prices by the other countries in terms of the global side of things. So that's still going to be a concern. You know we're expecting we got USDA report on the ninth that we're going to see some more revisions on the demand side, adding some bushels to the pile. Keeps me a little defensive on the corn market here, even though we had a fairly solid day yesterday in terms of fighting off the lows. We're just really struggling to kind of get through the top side. So I'm a little cautious of the corn market. Maybe we can find a little strength if we can get a little push on the demand side a little bit here. Uh, but at the same time, I'd be as a producer, I'd definitely be wary of the longer term and make sure you're protecting anything you got stored in the bin in case those demand numbers don't come together and all of a sudden carry out moves up a couple, a couple hundred million bushels. Yeah, well, and it even makes you start to think twice about what 2023 plans should look like. Very much so. Again, you know, we're hoping we get some lift out there. We got some, probably one of the most expensive corn crops ever going in the ground this next year due to those input costs. But as producers, you need to make sure you kind of balance out those costs with against where we are in the prices. Margins are going to be squeezed, and we don't want to see them get squeezed more if the price decides to go down, regardless of the cost factor. Hey, are you hearing anything on transportation? I saw that they're back to rumbling about the railroad potential strike again. Uh, know that the weights and uh, and uh, number of barges up and down the Mississippi. I mean, this is normally when they'd start bringing our fertilizer up for next spring, isn't it? Very much so. And then there was a lot of chatter yesterday. And I think that's some of the limiting factor on the corn as well as the wheat markets, as well as the global prices there. Uh, we, you know, we talked yesterday, that, again, that the strike could be coming up here the first part of December. Now, there were some later articles last night that President Biden's going to be calling on Congress to get this thing solved. So we'll see how things kind of go over the next few days. But that's definitely going to be a headline worth watching because the impact it could have on prices from, on both inputs as well as moving these products up and down on the cash market could be very significant. All right. John Heinberg, Market Advisor, Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend along with us. Remind uh, folks the best way that they can get in contact with you, John. Sure. I'd love to chat with them anytime. Feel free to give me a call, 800-334-9779. Shoot me an email at johnh at totalfarmmarketing.com. And don't forget that website of ours, totalfarmmarketing.com. doesn't cost anything to pick up a phone and ask a question. All right. Good enough, buddy. We'll catch up with you next week. Appreciate it. Sounds good. Have a great week. All right, John Heinberg, Market Advisor again with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend, joining us live for your uh, Tuesday morning again. Like he said, everything kind of changing, but you got to keep an eye on all of it as it relates to not just your energy markets, but also our commodity markets. Tomorrow, we're going to catch up with another update from our friends at Wiffles Hybrid as they kind of wrap up end of the year information from the fields. Hope you'll catch up with us tomorrow. Same time, same channel. This is the Midwest.